This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. It's our day two wrap of the second test in Delhi between India and Australia. I'm your co-host, Menas. I'm joined by Paul Dennett. It was a resounding day for the Australians. They bowled India out, took a lead of one on the first innings, then were one for 61 at stumps. So they lead by 62 runs with nine wickets in hand. A massive day for Australia. But Paul, do you want to start off by apologising to Nathan Lyon? Um, no, not at all. Um, I, I'm cheering Nathan Lyon on. As in the last podcast uh, that we did on Wednesday, I said I was cheering him on and I hope that he proved me wrong. And he certainly has. Uh, but I can't apologise for saying my honest opinion about um, selection. Uh, but look, I hope he goes on and uh, takes another five wickets in the second innings and Australia win. And I, I will lap up all the laughter against me because um, I'm a proud, patriotic Australian. I just want us to win. <laughs> okay, good. Um, you've eaten your humble pie. Look, I want to talk about the, the day in detail and a few big issues, but I just want to start off by saying that at the end of yesterday's play, I wasn't sure... Uh, which way this test match was going, who won the first day. But Australia clearly won the second day. And, and Paul, I reckon my four zip to India predictions gone. I think Australia are going to win this match. I think that they should be favourite from here, or at least 50-50. I think it was a great day for Australia. That The partnership between Akshar Patel and um, Ashwin certainly 
uh, pulled, pulled momentum back in India's way. But then that last, um, that 12 overs, was it uh, 12 overs that Australia faced? One for 61. That's the best I've seen us bat in the subcontinent for a long time. And I'm so, I mean, I know we're jumping ahead, but I'm just so happy at the way that they played, that they were realising finally that attack is the best method and that everyone's saying if Australia can get a lead of 200, then it's going to be very difficult to chase. You're not going to get that lead by sitting on the splice and defending. And I thought that... Um, uh, Kawaja was a little bit unlucky, middled it straight to leg slip, but um, Labashain and Head especially were, were fantastic. And that really is what meant that the day turned out to be so dominantly Australian. And apart from anything else, the, the fear that I think all Australian cricket fans had was that at the end of today, India could have been, um, you know, four out and miles in front and, and bossing the game. And so against that backdrop, to have had a lead of one run and now to have extended that lead to... 62 with only one wicket down is wonderful. Yeah, there was certainly no four for 700 like I feared. Um, <laughs> but, but, but let's go back to the beginning of the, the day today. Big news this morning. David Warner was ruled out um, as a concussion sub for the rest of the test match. So he was subbed out. So he has concussion and he was subbed out and in came Matt Renshaw. And then uh, news has come later on that he's also got a hairline fracture in one of his um, arms. So uh, Warner's um, test career could be all over. Yeah, it's sad. And it shows that, uh, you know, you've got to have a lot of courage to, to play test cricket, especially as a, as a batter. You wouldn't have thought it in Indian conditions sometimes, but he got cracked on the elbow. He got cracked in the head. He's been concussed. He's got a, a hairline fracture. Uh, yeah, he must be sitting there feeling a bit, uh, a bit sad with the world at the moment. Uh, I hope it's not his last test match, but as we discussed in our lunchtime summary today, there's a strong possibility that will be. I'm still hopeful that it's not, though. Yes, because if if he, say, doesn't uh, make it back into the team for the rest of this test tour, and then when the selectors are looking at his performances leading into picking the Ashes squad, I just don't know if they can put faith in him. They've shown in the past that they do put faith in players like Finch and stuff, so maybe they will, but this actually could have been his last test innings. The ironic thing is... Uh, it could transpire that this is what actually saves his career because if he was to have come out in the second innings and, and failed, um, they probably would have dropped him for the third test. Uh, the fact that he's kind of not had that happen, I suppose it's possible that they could do what they did in 2019 for England, pick an extended squad, have an interest squad game or, uh, you know, who knows what. Um, so it's not all, all is not lost yet, but it's probably hard to see him figuring again in this series, I, I think. So, so one issue that was a bit of a problem for the Aussies was the referrals. There was a couple of poor referrals by the Aussies in the first session, one very early off Kuhneman's bowling and then one off Cummins bowling. And that meant uh, they burned two of their reviews in the first half an hour. And so they went down to one review. But then it was the start of a great spell from Nathan Lyon. India got to none for 46 until Lyon pinned Rahul in front LBW for 17. And then um, Pujara came out and second ball was plumb in front. But because Australia had only one review left, they didn't use it. And at that stage, look, I was pretty worried. I was worried even before that. It was funny. Um, when India were none out and 
they looked to be cruising. That you know, there were singles on offer, they were taking them, and they I just remember thinking they're just better than this Australian side. And there's nothing I was getting frustrated and I just thought, no, look, Australia's just up against a side that's better than them, and that's the way it is. And suddenly <laughs> here we are. Uh, six or seven hours later and the, the tables have been turned completely. The reviewing does need to have um, improvements. And um, I, I think that they need to get a better protocol. And, um, you know, that one where they didn't review it, uh, I think that we agree that the only reason they didn't was because they had squandered the two previous ones. And I think they've got to look back and think of the feeling that they had. The, the, the feeling they had at the two that they squandered, I think was oh, maybe this is a chance. Oh, you know, we, we, we need something. Let's see if something can happen. Whereas I reckon the feeling of the one that they should have been able to review but didn't, and they didn't review it because it was, you know, um, Pajara was, was towards the, you know, had, jumped, had advanced down the pitch and it was going to be their final one. The feeling that they had for that and then the feeling when they, had, when they eventually got Pajara out when Lyon demanded the review, it's a different feeling. It's one of certainly like people like trying to rip the captain's head off and say, review this review this whereas the one especially where uh i think it was at sharma where it was um a review to have been potentially caught by steve smith at, at, at slip everyone was sort of looking oh maybe maybe and there's hope rather than certainty i think that they've got to say unless it's certainty or unless the situation the, the game demands a gamble let's wait for certainty and if occasionally we don't refer one that turns out to be out we have to be able to accept that yeah, well, whatever happened today, they got it wrong. It, it didn't get much better. But um, Nathan Lyon saved the day, came in and bowled Rohit Sharma with an absolute curler around the wicket, uh, going away with the arm and then straightening off the pitch, an absolute jaffa. Then two balls later, he had Pujara out, uh, LBW. So that uh, poor referral didn't cost any runs in the end. So uh, Australia got a bit lucky there. But then... Um, it's, it was the first of three great catches from Australia. And, and that's something that they did really well today. Um, in the, Not so much in the slips, but in the sort of outfield. Uh, Shreyas Iyer uh, hit one really hard to Hanscom in close, who, who took a freak catch. Um, it sort of hit him and then bobbled up and he sort of dove, dove away to his right as he, he clutched onto it. It was, a, it was a crazy catch, one of those ones you don't see very often. It reminded me of one David Boone took off Muhammad Azaridin at the SCD, SCG a long time ago. Um, but, yeah, the first of three great catches. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on to the others a, a little bit later. But, yeah, just re- reflecting on, the, on the, the couple of disappointing catches in between, Smith uh, missed an, a low opportunity at slip off the spinner. And then Renshaw missed a low opportunity at leg, smith, leg slip off the spinner. And Mark War in commentary, I thought was actually really good in critiquing their techniques. And, um, you know, we, we sometimes laugh at the fact that people say, oh, how many test runs did you score? And as though you need to have done it to, in order to have an opinion. But I think when it comes to slips catching, there's no one who's more entitled to an opinion in, in the whole world than Mark War, the single best slip fielder I've ever seen. And I think he makes some good points. And he said he was going to talk to the Aussies... Um, before play tomorrow to give them a few tips to which Sanjay Mandraka said, you're not allowed to, it's not in your contract. And I think Mark Moore <laughs> thought they were, I don't think he realized they were joking. <laughs> I think you're right. I heard that. That was one of the bits I did. Um, but the, the Aussies did look too upright. If you were looking at them technically, um, they weren't very low to the ground for Indian pitches. So yeah, totally agree with Junior on that. So when that I was out, go on. 
sorry, and the wide-legged stance. It's a bugbear of mine. Like, Renshaw has an extraordinarily wide stance. I just don't see how you can ever catch um, a ball as effectively with that stance rather than a normal shoulder width stance. Yeah, agree. So when I went out, uh, was four for 66 and Lauren had all four wickets. Then Jadeja and Cole, uh, Coley put on a nice 59-run partnership. But then Murphy came into the attack and got Jadeja just after lunch. Then Barrett went pretty quickly to line to give him his fifth wicket. And that was his 22nd five-wicket haul. He's also taken 100 test wickets against India at 34. And then it was the big one, Virat Kohli. Sorry, Virat Kohli was out before Barrett. Sorry, I skipped Kohli. Kohli was out to Kuhneman. Now, that was the big dismissal. It was his first test wicket. And I was watching it with the sound downfall and watching the replay, and I was thinking, this is going to be not out. This is bat and pad at the same time. This will be not out. I wasn't listening to the commentary, and then I see out come up. So I reckon Kohli was hard done by. I was watching it with the sound down, and I thought, oh, this is definitely going to be confirmed as out. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Menas. Um, the in order to overturn it once it's been given out, if it is simultaneous, it's out. It's got to be uh, demonstrably the bat hitting the ball before. And I, I, I thought that it was very, very close to the bat. Uh, I'm not even sure that it was simultaneous. I think it hit the pad a, a microsecond ahead of the bat. I certainly don't think that there was cause for the third umpire to overturn it. Coley was unlucky in the sense that it was then only clipping um, leg stump, but it was out. I mean, Coley, when he referred it, wasn't thinking about having hit it. Uh, He asked his partner. You never ask your partner if you hit it. Now, I know it's possible that he didn't even feel the the inside edge, but I think that the the decision on the field having been given out, there wasn't enough for the um, on-field, for the third umpire to overturn it. I'm not sure that it's – I think it's just because it's Coley and he was batting so well. That's why it's become a, um, a, a little bit controversial. But I, I thought it was a fairly clear-cut dismissal. Well, I think we must have been watching a different replay because it looked to me that the bat and pad at the same time, which is not out by the laws of the, the game. I mean, it just was clear but, but in my eyes. I mean, obviously, um, you know, you and the umpire disagree. No, I, I think – if the third umpire um, was, if the if the protocol was the third umpire disregards the umpire's decision, then maybe there would have been cause for that to be given not out. But I think that um, simultaneous is not enough for the for it to be overturned, having been given out on the field. And I'm not sure that it actually was simultaneous. I, I think that. Uh, that that it might have been fractionally, bef- you know, fractionally pad before bat anyway. Well, I think Coley was unlucky, but um, a great Kuhneman to get his first test wicket. And then Barrett went. And when Barrett went to line, that was his uh, five-wicket haul. It was 139 for seven. And Australia were really uh, taking control of the match. But that's when the game started to drift. So Axel Patel was sort of dropped on 28 by Smith. Then Ashwin um, Played one offline down to Renshaw, who missed it. And those two ended up putting on 114. And at that stage, things weren't going well for the Aussies. They had no reviews left. The runs were starting to flow. They they weren't – they looked like India were going to get a big lead. I was really worried that Patel and Ashwin were set for big scores. But then they take the new ball 
and Cummins gets Ashwin when the score is 253. Renshaw takes a great catch at mid-wicket. And then um, not long after, Axa Patel is out um, to Todd Murphy for 74. An absolutely sensational catch by Cummins. That was probably the best of the lot. It looked like he lost the ball, stuck a hand up and caught it. I think that the whole day hinged on that catch that Renshaw took off the bowling of Cummins because I think that the partnership between Aksha Patel and Ravi Ashwin, they probably looked more comfortable than any two batters have looked at any stage in the entire series. They just looked a class above everyone else. Um, I, I think maybe the Aussies got a little bit tired. I think they did their, the same thing that I criticised them for earlier in the day. They, they were putting the feel back a little bit too much. And, and I know there's this feeling that in 2004, Australia won because they became humble and they weren't trying to have too many slips and, and, and be too aggressive. But I, I think that you've got to make the batter earn the right to have the feel back. Like if they're smashing, if they're smashing fours everywhere, then sure, put the feel back to try to keep those fours to singles. But when you are on top, don't give them any easy singles. But yeah, I just think they batted superbly. I think it coincided with a spell where the Australians didn't bowl so well. And it got to the point where they had to bring Travis head on. And when he was bowling to the left-hander, they had not a single attacking fielder. There's no slips, no uh, fielders in close. Um, and head bowled rubbish. He bowled two or three overs of half volleys. And I mean, the notion that I, in the last podcast, said that head was a better bowler in Indian conditions than Nathan Lyon. I mean, if you look at the evidence, you'd say I should be, I should be locked up. Um, you know, uh, look, I apologise, listeners. Uh, I think I was getting a bit emotional at the time. I accept that <laughs> Nathan Lyon is a better bowler than Travis Head. I apologise for delivering such a nonsensical point of view. Um, and yes, it was a dark moment for me at that point because it looked like that that um, those two were going to do a bloody um, Dravid and, 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 and VVS Lachman, the way that they were going. Um um anyway, um the the dismissal know, was, the, was totally against the run of play. We Australia had run out of ideas. Pat Cummins was bowling um with the the it was with the new ball. Um it, they had a spread field, the runs were at their mercy. Um in another time they'd have gone to stumps those two and Indy would now be bossing the game. And then he just chipped it to mid wicket. Fantastic catch from Renshaw. And then as he said a few minutes later. Cummins half lost sight of it was a good catch anyway. And that was the end of uh, Patel. So that they, you know, they batted well, but they left 150 runs out there. I reckon. Yes. And, and the game started to drift. And I think Matt Hayden said in commentary that Cummins was, a, I know made a few references to Cummins, maybe letting the game drift a bit. And then I think a news limited here, put up a headline sort of, about Cummins gone missing or something. And, you know, would it surprise you to know that there's a few people who send me like screenshots of things like that as soon as they pop up. Um, so there is, there are, Cummins is not the most popular Australian captain, I've got to say. Um, so, but then yeah, it well, turned and then, you know, gone. When Hayden was criticizing him, I was thinking, are you feeding him his lines? Like it's, it was just like Hayden was criticizing him purely because he's Langer's old batting partner. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not always happy with Cummins' um, fielding positions, but this notion that Cummins is somehow uh, unpopular because of his personality and his stance, like uh, uh, he's my favourite Australian captain ever in terms of the person that he is. Um, I, I find his intelligence and his likability and what he stands for 
number one of all the Australian captains of my lifetime. So anyone who's, you know, down on Cummins, um, I, I think you've got to take a good hard look at yourself. Well, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting into this argument. Uh, so the game was drifting and then they just, just Aussies wrestled it back with those three quick wickets. They end up taking a massive one-run lead and Scott Bailey from AAP tweeted out that it's only happened in test matches 11 times that the first innings has been separated, separated by one run or less. So quite a unique occurrence. Um, bowling figures, Cummins, one for 41. Kuhneman, 21.3 overs, two for 72. I thought he was serviceable on his test debut. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, he, he probably started better than he finished, although he got the wickets towards the end. No, I was, um, I, you know, I think so far he's um, proven to be a pretty good selection by, um, by the Aussies. And just um, when you finish the bowling figures, I want to make one last point about the um, Indian innings very quickly. Sure. Nathan Lyon, five for 67, his 22nd five wicket all. Todd Murphy, 18 overs, two for 53. I thought he bowled well. Travis Head, two overs, none for 10. The GOAT not getting much of a go there. Um, what were we going to say, Paul? Uh, when the you were nine out and uh, Shami and uh, Siraj were together, uh, Shami got 38 last innings and batted really well. Um, and the, Sanjay Mandraka and others in commentary were, were talking about him like he was um, Glenn McGrath or someone. They were giggling and uh, and sort of making just disparaging remarks about his batting. And and he just started slogging. And I, as an Australian fan, was when I saw him get clean bowled by Kuhneman to finish the innings, playing an almighty swipe across the line of a Yorker, I was so relieved. I mean, if, if the Axar Patel and um, uh, Ashwin partnership had shown anything, I was I was nervous that Siraj and um, Shami were going to put on another twenty or thirty. Uh, I, I think they missed a trick there. I think yeah, by all means be aggressive, but don't just play wild heaves. Um, so um, they were saying, oh, it'd be it'd probably good for India to be bowling tonight. I thought, as an Australian, absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah, strange little end to the innings. I thought. Yes, yeah, so. It was- Australia take a one-run lead. And then at the change of innings with 12 overs to go, I sent you a message, Australia could be six for at stumps. I was really nervous about that little period. It's hard enough just in any conditions to bat in those little uh, sessions before stumps, let alone in India with spinners. And uh, Australia streaked to none for 61 after 12 overs. Head one. 39, not out of just 40 balls, five fours and one six. Labashain 16 off 19. The only play to fall, Usman Kawaja. Another fantastic catch by Shreyas I off the bowling of Judasia. Kawaja sort of going down to, to lap it and flicked it straight to Ayer at leg slip. A little bit of a loss of concentration, though, from Kawaja. I'm not sure he knew the fielder was there. Yeah, I mean, he a strange shot to, to middle a ball straight to leg slip. But... Uh, you're, you were right to be concerned because we've seen it happen so many times. Um, I think it was in Sri Lanka. Uh, there was a period there where we came out and we, we, we lost like four wickets, including a run out. I think Kawaja was run out and we were like four for 15 uh, at stumps and the game was suddenly gone. Uh, you've, we've seen it so many times. So I was so delighted when they didn't just start defending. And I, I think that the way that they played, it, it put the Indians off. Like for the first time in the series, Ashwin didn't look threatening. Um, I can't speak so can't speak too highly about that last little passage of play, and um, I hope that they continue that tomorrow. I hope they really realise that's the way to play, and you know um, a little bit more of that, and suddenly Australia is going to move into a very commanding position. 
Yeah, and just on David Warner, I, I think this innings from Head may have have put the nail in the coffin for Warner for this series. I think if Cameron Green is fit, he has to come in because we could have really done with a spell from him this afternoon. And uh, you could put head to open with Kawaja and and that sort of leaves the batting lineup. I think that's something they could do. Um, I'm just curious, Paul, how many runs do you think Australia needs? Now, I said 200 could be enough, but I think if they get above 250, then, you know, you're looking at a really, um, not a commanding position, but they would feel that they're favourites. What do you think Australia needs? Yeah, I think uh, if, you, if you're looking at what would the score be that it was a 50-50 proposition, uh, yeah, I think that somewhere like 230 might be around about 50-50, maybe 250. Um, I, I think that that's about, about what we would, um, kind of need. Um, I think that, I don't know. Um, I think I'm so nervous about how uh, we've always struggled in Indian conditions with the exception of 2004, at least in my lifetime that, uh, you know, I I could see us getting a lead of 350 and getting run down, but, um, um, yeah, I, I'm hoping for 300. Yeah, I mean, 300, I would feel very confident that we were going to win. So, yeah, all to play for tomorrow morning. Australia, I can't wait to see Travis Head come out to bat. It's, you know, perfectly poised for viewers all around India and Australia. It's Sunday. The match, it really is the the vital day tomorrow. Um, So cannot wait. Paul, um, thanks very much for joining me. Listeners, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page um, because we're doing live lunchtime shows. Um, And you can find me on Twitter at Amenas. Where can they find you, Paul? On TikTok at Paul.Dennett and on Twitter at PaulDennett underscore. All right. Well, that's it for our day two wrap of the India v Australia test from Delhi. You've been listening to Cricket Unfiltered. We'll be back tomorrow. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.